Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast about all things magic and mythology and pop culture. daughter. Hey, I'm Lori. I'm the mom. What's going on, girl? What's happening? Happy Libra season. Yes. That means that September is like in full force. And you're loving it. Oh my gosh, yes. It's been nice and chilly. Nice and cozy. I've been cozying up by the fireplace. I love it so much. Sweatshirt weather. It's the best. I know. We've already had some apple cider. Oh, I know. We started early this year. Oh, yeah. I guess not. I guess it is already like the end of September. It doesn't feel like, I don't know. It doesn't feel early. I know. It's never too early. (laughs) It's never too early, damn it. (laughs) To bring in the spooky season. Right. So what else is going on? What else is happening? Mm, Nothing. We had staycation. We had a little staycation. Yes. It was nice. We took a little break from recording. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was very much needed. Very much needed. For sure. For sure. Now you feel like rested and recuperated. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I do. Except do you know when like just people are getting on your nerves? (laughs) (laughs) Like just people in general. You know, I don't know. I do not know what you're talking you about. You lion sack of shit. <laughs> we are all, everyone in this house just had one of those like days yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And so now we're like recovering. We're all just like. Mm. I feel like every time we get on here, we're like, we've had one of those. We've had one of those days. I know. Like, what the fuck? Hey, I told you I got an unlucky tattoo for a reason. Like. <laughs> we're crossing that bitch out. Exactly. Um. So let's have a little vent sesh. Oh. But like a positive one. A positive vent sesh. Yeah. I want to know what your number one like movie or TV pet peeve is. Like Ooh. just get a little vent out, but like oh in gosh. a positive, you know, fun way. There's so many. There's There are a lot. But yes. I want to know like we each get one. Fact oh. check, Jake, you also get one. So listen up. But I always want two. Oh my God. All right. Let me, let me think about this. All right. You I know. will tell you oh, yeah. mine. Okay, go. Okay. Yeah. I cannot stand <laughs> when characters, how do I explain this? When characters are like in a tense situation or yeah. like say it's a horror movie. Like death is imminent. Like death is like not like it's looming and you have time to think <laughs> about it. No, like death is coming at you like Jason is coming at you right now. And the characters stop to kiss or have sex. <laughs> it drives me fucking mad like is now the time is well, now right now the time it could be the very last time it could be the only time <laughs> but like you have to like hurry up and figure out a plan to like live but like you're like instead let's fucking have sex like- some things are worth dying for lee you know what not that i i don't disagree but like what the- it just drives me fucking wild because you know me i'm like my adrenaline's going i'm like bitch run like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> Don't stop and kiss. There is no time for this. Oh, my gosh. That so that is, so- is my number one. I love it. What is yours? I love Did you it. figure it out? You know, I have two. I have oh, my two. God. All right. Give me two. Two? Yeah. All right. So obviously we know that misrepresentation of plants and herbs oh my God. in <laughs> is like my number one pet peeve. It really is. Like, it really drives me crazy if you're going to talk about a plant and it's, you know, it's right. not. Or just ma- why are you making up a plant? There are so many plants oh out God. there. That can do, like we've talked, I've had some, you know, topics where I'm like, that plant doesn't, I think rosemary's baby, tannis root. I know. That doesn't exist. Exactly. It drives you nuts. there are so many roots you could have used. There are so many roots, damn it. Yeah. Or when you're showing me a plant and it's not the plant. You hate it. The elderberry. You have literally built a podcast off of that (laughs) annoyance. Yes, it is my number one pet peeve. Although, you know, plants aren't brought up as often as this one that I'm going to tell you. Oh, no, this is number two? This is number two. Okay. So this one happens all the time and it drives me insane. Oh, no, okay. Is when on the show characters are drinking out of cups or glasses Uh, or, you know, like Gilmore Girls comes to mind, you know, because they're coffee, 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 coffee. For sure. There's nothing in those cups. You hate it. It's It's like like air. It's air, and you can tell when they pick up the cup <laughs> right. that there is nothing in that. They could at least act like there is some resistance. Oh, it's so heavy. Oh, this Ooh, has coffee this in it. This feels like coffee. Right. Yeah. Or, or you, know, you know, when they're drinking. Like they're grabbing it without a sleeve. 
Yes. That would be that would be hot. Yes. Or they just like they go right in for a yeah, sip. Yeah, they like gulp it down and no. it's like not even hot. You know what else I hate? Is it a latte? This- is it is it iced? I don't know. <laughs> You're not giving me enough information about the coffee. That's right. This goes along with yours. It's part of mine. Like when they go to take a sip and it's so easy. I know. Right? Like again, like go slow. Like you're an actor. Right. You know, like act like there's liquid in the cup or just fucking put water in it. Right. Put something in it. Put something in it. Right. So the weight is there. Yes. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Once you see it, I'm sorry to everyone because once you, you can't see unsee it, it, you cannot unsee it. You cannot unsee it. it. Right. Yes. That's my, yeah. Two yeah. pet peeves right <laughs> Two there. Two pet peeves. Two pet peeves. Knocked <laughs> them off. Fact check. Jake, what do you got? I'm not sure what to call mine, but okay. it, um, it's a major plot device in every single romantic comedy and Uh-oh. probably the reason I dislike them so much. Mm-hmm. Jake hates so, rom-coms. <laughs> I do. It's like my number one thing. <laughs> So there's a moment in every single plot where the characters have like a miscommunication and it blows up the entire fucking relationship. Right. Nobody talks. Everybody hates each other. It's always drawn out. Milk mm-hmm. for every drop. It makes me so <laughs> uncomfortable. The sad music is playing. Yo, I when hate it. Just done. talk to each other. Right. You, you've been friends for so fucking long. You can't have a conversation. Right. Like, or like you guys are like so in love. You can't have just a little fucking conversation about what's bothering right. you. But yeah. there wouldn't be a movie, baby. Right. Uh, there wouldn't be a movie. It yeah. makes me so uncomfortable. I told you not to wear that matching shirt today and you wore it. This is done. We're the wedding's over. off. When the day is done. <laughs> hey, you know what? We all love a rom-com, except Fact Check Jake, for that specific reason. Yes. I love that, you know, build up. You know, I have to know that they really want to work through their shit. You always know when Fact Check Jake is trying to make you feel good or lift you up because he's like, I'll watch a rom-com. I know. That's like really, he's like really trying to pull out all the stops. He's like, do you want to watch a rom-com? It's because I'm volunteering to make myself super, super uncomfortable. I know. He hates it. He like, he normally has to leave the room during that time. He's like, is this when they're going to get in the fight? Like, I got to get up. I got to go. We're done here. It could have been avoided. That's a no for me. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I think those are all like solid yeah. pet peeves. I feel like I got some shit off my chest. See, right? That was healthy. This is good. This is good. Doing it in a fun, positive way, positive baby. Way. Positive yeah. way. I'd really be curious to hear other people's because yes. I know like everyone has to have oh, one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Absolutely. I love this. Mm-hmm. Very constructive. Mm-hmm. All right. With that, you want to move on? Let's do it. All right. We have two patrons to thank. Yes. Our little family is growing. I know. How exciting. We have Carol. Hello. Welcome. Hello, new friend. And we have Karen, who we lovingly call Muffin. She's our friend. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you, new friends. We love it. Our family is growing. If you would like to join, please check the link in our show notes. It's a fun time. We do all kinds of fun stuff. All kinds of fun stuff. Fact check. Jake just did a video. He did. He just did a bonus video of the 10 things he can't live without. Right. So you get some, you know. Were you on that list? (laughs) Kind of. She's not a thing. Oh, oh, Laura. Oh, I just got roasted. You better Thank come you. correct, Laura. You better come correct. Fact check Jake is on Wow, it. now oh, I feel like a-, like a big piece of dung. <laughs> <laughs> a big piece of dung. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, thank you to our new patrons. Yes. Please go check that out. It's a lot of fun. Um, also moving forward, we have decided yes. to stop announcing the organization or donation of the week. Yes. If we have something, you know, we think it's needs a shout important. out. Yes. We will put it in the show notes. So and make sure can, to go check that yeah, out. Yeah, you can go check that out. Exactly. Wonderful. All right. Girl, are you ready? I am so ready. I, I am excited. A fun one today. Do you? Yes. I am doing Stay Alive. I love that. And you keep telling me that I've seen this movie and I have not. I know for a fucking fact that you have seen this movie because I was obsessed with it. I had it on DVD, bitch. Yeah. I know you have seen it. I yes. had it on DVD. <laughs> DVD. Oh my God. I'm like aging myself, aren't I? This is ridiculous. Well, usually you're. VHS. So hey, this is like this was after VHS, so oh, okay. I had to get the DVD. Oh, okay, right. I didn't have a choice. All right, here's the tagline, which okay. is maybe another thing I'm going to start doing. Taglines, I love that because they're so cheesy. Mm-hmm. Specifically, if I'm doing a horror movie, I'm going to have to include the yeah, tagline. The cheese is high. The only thing you'll lose in this game is your life. <gasps> 
dun, 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 dun. That makes me terrified. Right? All right. It's a 2006 horror thriller movie. Okay. Rated PG-13. Ooh. Rated 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, so- 10%. <laughs> Ooh, bummer. Okay, so here is another one of my, like, not enough people know Mm -hmm. about this movie. I think it's great, and so I'm going to convince you. Okay. All right. Directed by William Brent Bell and written by William Brent Bell and Matthew Peterman. Wonderful. And here's your cast. Okay. John Foster as Hutch. All right. Samir Armstrong as Abigail. All right. Frankie Muniz. Remember him? I do. As Swink. 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 Jimmy Simpson, who you know from Westworld. Oh, okay. I yes. love him. Okay. He is Phineas. Oh, I love that name. It's cute, isn't it? Right? They call him Finn for short. Oh, love it. Love cute. it. Uh, Milo Ventimiglia, who love you him. also love. love we him. know him from Gilmore Girls, and yes. you watch that This Is Us. That's oh, Love it. That's too sad for yeah. me. I can't. It's so good. He is Loomis Crowley. Loomis, Loomis Crowley. Crowley. Hmm. All right. Is he the bad guy? <laughs> Are you giving me a hint? <laughs> no, he doesn't make it very far. I'll give you oh, a little spoiler, okay. but I, you know, we can guess where they were inspired for his name. Sophia Bush as October. Oh, you love Sophia Bush. I love Sophia Bush, and she plays like a little goth. Like kick-ass bitch in this movie. I love it so much. A big departure from her One One Tree Hill. Yeah, so I wanted to note that. I believe she was in One Tree Hill at this time. So this character is so far from what she was like known for at the time. And she does so good. I love her character in this movie. We have Adam Goldberg. He's hilarious as Miller Banks. And we have Wendell Pierce as Detective Thibodeau, who we also fucking love. Okay. This is a fantastic cast. I love it. Do I already have you like on my side a little bit? I'm on the edge of my seat. All right. Here's the rundown. Okay. Opens with Loomis playing an underground spooky ass video game called Stay Alive. Ooh. Ooh. I, Already what, intimidating. I was going to say, mm, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like too much of a challenge. Have we talked about the last video game I've ever played? Um, no. Was it Pong? It was Mrs. Pac-Man on Atari. Lord. <laughs> Talk about aging yourself, girl. Don't tell anybody that. On Atari. Yes. That is the last video game you've played. Yes. Lore, no, Uh no, that Uh is unacceptable. We have to, (laughs) hold on, she just dropped this on me. I'm shocked, I'm Uh shocked. At least it wasn't Pong. I don't don't even know what that is. You don't remember Pong on Atari? Oh no, (laughs) yes, I do. Didn't that come free with it It or something? Oh my gosh. It's all all coming back to you now. Scary. All right, after all kinds of ghosts and shit, chase his character around a spooky New Orleans mansion. Mm. Loomis dies by falling off of a balcony into a noose, breaking his neck in the game. His character. Oh, in the game. Okay. Okay. Game over. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Bye-bye. Afterwards, Loomis starts hearing noises around the house, and he's all spooked. Hmm. Okay, and I'm just going to say, he's looking good in this. Okay, we love Milo. Okay, we love him. He's gorgeous. I was always (laughs) team Jess. Always team Jess. Till I die, bitch. (laughs) Till I die. I will die on that hill. All right, so he finally drifts off to sleep, but is woken up by nightmares of one specific woman from the video game. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Loomis gets up to investigate the noises that are still going on Mm -hmm. and notices a shadow run by him. No. Um, and I'm out. Absolutely not. He runs upstairs to go get his roommates who have been sliced and diced. <gasps> Whoa. It took I a turn. I didn't see that coming. I know. Laura, you really have not seen this movie, have I you? Haven't. She's you looking at me, me like she is on the edge of her fucking seat. <laughs> okay. And as he's running away from that gruesome scene, he is pushed <laughs> off of the staircase into a noose, breaking his neck just like his character did in the game. Oh, no. I see where this is going. Do you? All right. So we're off to the races. Mm -hmm. Flash to his best friend, Hutch, who is the main character of the film, who gets the phone call about Loomis's death while he is at work. Hmm. All right. At the funeral, he bumps into a girl named Abigail. Okay. Listen, her character is not my favorite in this film. (laughs) I think she's supposed to be like the quirky photographer. She's like Uh, lurking at the, you know. mm -hmm. at The the, artiste. Exactly. The artiste. It's a morbid meat cute. Ooh, a morbid meat. Do you, you like that? Okay, I like okay, it. Okay, exactly. He leaves with her number. <laughs> score. Our score. It reminded Thanks, me. friend. <laughs> it reminded me of wedding crashers when they crash funerals. I'm like, what the fuck is this? All right. He also runs into Loomis's little sister, who gives him the game, Stay Alive, because her parents said it is too violent to keep. 
So here you go. I know. Here, let me just fucking pawn it off on you. Smart parents, though, right? <laughs> Afterwards, Hutch meets up with his friends, October and Phineas, a brother-sister duo that I am, like, absolutely obsessed Love with. Them. They are so good. Uh, she's a goth. He's, like, a fucking gamer nerd, and he's just hilarious. They're, uh-huh. like, weirdos. Uh, I am going to have to watch this. Love it so much. And Swink, a little gamer nerd who wears an upside-down visor. The whole movie. Oh, no. Like one of those plastic <laughs> visors that you'd like win at Kennywood. Oh, and no. he wears it the whole film. It was a choice and I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. What I say? This was 2006. It, yeah. He was it trying to out. start a new trend. It checks out. Epic fail. You know what? I might bring it back. <laughs> Fuck my knitted hat. I'm getting a visor. An upside down visor. <laughs> it's my new look. All right. So later that night, the whole crew meets up at Hutch's place to play the game because they're all into gaming, right? Love it. So we have October, Finn, Hutch, Swink, Abigail, you know, the Mm -hmm. quirky photographer Mm -hmm. she Mm -hmm. made her way in there. Gotcha. And Miller, Hutch's boss back at home. So he is playing like online. Oh. Okay. Which this is like right when technology was starting to get big. And so they have these fucking massive headsets on to play this game. And it is hysterical. I love technology horror because (laughs) it's just immediately it dates itself. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. All right. They all sign on to the game. Mm -hmm. It opens with the prayer of Elizabeth, which needs to be read out loud by everyone playing before the game kicks off. Again. (laughs) Red flag, people. Red flag. All right. It reads, come to me, clouds. May you rise as an evil storm born to rip them open. Let the cover of night bear witness and destroy those who resist. So they shall harm me not. Let the blood of many cleanse me, preserving beauty eternal, I pray you. Wow, that was a fucking mouthful. Wow. And remember when I said don't read that out loud and then I just read it and out loud? Ju- I was just thinking that. I'm not playing the and game, I was thinking though. I'm not reading that out loud. <laughs> she goes, girl, that is all you. I am not touching that shit. <laughs> I was like, I thought maybe you were looking at me like you wanted me to join in and sing songs. Should we chant it together? Are you sure? <laughs> I have to say no to that, Leanne. <laughs> and for that reason, I'm, I'm out. out. All right, the gang chooses their characters that look exactly like them. And yes, Swinks even has the visor. Oh, all right. nice. And a creepy voice tells them that they are about to die for having just read that aloud, basically. Great. Right? You have been marked for death. Oh, no. And they're all just like playing like, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, <laughs> whatever. Is this the time? Uh, no, not yet. I was going to say, is there a kiss coming? <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. This did bring that annoyance up. All right. It also tells them the story of Elizabeth Bathory oh. and, Gar- yep, and Garouge Plantation. Okay. So 200 years ago, Elizabeth Bathory opened Garouge as a finishing school for young girls. And something bad happened to the girls and an evil was born. Mm-hmm. All right. I had to look up what a finishing school was because I wasn't too, too sure. Focuses on teaching social graces and upper class bullshit. Yes. Oh, etiquette. Etiquette. <laughs> Clearly bullshit. I. Bullshit. Bullshit. Clearly I did not attend. I said etiquette. I said etiquette. <laughs> Damn it. I don't know what that is. What fork to use? What spoon to use? Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Does that sound like something I received or would be interested in? How to have very good posture by balancing many books on your head. Wow. Pro <laughs> tip with the silverware, you just work your way in. There you go. Wow. Fact See, Jake, Jake went to a finishing school. Oh, <laughs> Jake has etiquette. More than me, apparently. All right. The voice tells them that the only chance they have to survive the game is by uncovering the horrible truth about what really happened at Garouge and to stop the evil for good. Hmm. But in order to do that, you must stay alive. Oh. Boom, boom, boom. Uh-huh. And there it is. I love it. Mwah. All right, the game officially kicks off and it is immediately terrifying, right? Like, so you've never played a horror game? I told you. They're scary, Lord. Mrs. Pac-Man. Okay. Well, imagine like, okay, so they have like zombie games too, okay. right? So imagine mm-hmm. like you're in The Walking Dead and you have to like. Doesn't Norman Reedus like voice one? Yes. Okay. okay. So see, I have peaked, your, I've peaked her interest, right, everyone. This is out. how we're going to get Laura into gaming. Okay. But anyway, my point is like horror games are scary. Okay. Like legitimately, Legit. me and Jake have played them and they kind of like spook you a little mm-hmm. bit. See, nope. Exactly. So anyway, in this game, little ghost children start crawling everywhere, trying to kill them. Like it kind of just starts yeah. <laughs> with a bang. Right. The players are told to drop a rose if they need help or are in a pinch to help them stay alive. Okay. So if a ghost is coming at them, they can drop a rose in front of them and the ghost can't cross. Okay. All right. And we will talk more about this. All right. 
In this first round of the game, all right, mm -hmm. Hutch finds the Countess's diary. This is important. Mm -hmm. And Miller's character, right, his boss that's okay. playing yeah. from afar, mm -hmm. he ends up getting killed in the game. Ooh. Uh-oh. Bye-bye, Miller. Uh-oh, yeah. They log off, and long story short, Miller ends up dying in the exact same way his character did in the game, just like Loomis. Uh -huh. All right, you uh -huh. saw where that was going. Saw where that was going. Not super important, but of course the detective on the case, Detective Thibodeau, thinks that Hutch is the killer. It's like a side story, you know. Even though they don't even live near each other. It's You know you what, know. Laura? Don't, hey. don't think too much about it. Okay. It's just supposed to add some tension, you know. Gotcha. So tensions are building between the group because everyone's freaking out and Finn ends up playing the game alone. Oh, Finn. Finn. He's oh. a little firecracker. He's a little pistol. Uh -oh. Every word that comes out of his mouth in this movie is funny. Ooh. Every word. I was like peeing my pants. You went, ooh. <laughs> ooh. He's hilarious. Funny Finn. <laughs> okay. Yes, funny Finn. Oh, my God. So after what seems like way too long, right, Hutch makes the fucking connection that if you die in the video game, you will die in, in real, real life. life. Light bulb. Hello. October remembers that her grandmother used to tell her and Finn tales about Garouge and that Elizabeth Bathory was very real and very sick and twisted. Yeah. All right. Every detail in the game is identical to the story she remembers. The spooky house, mm. the roses, the diary, etc. Yeah. All right. So cut to Finn, my favorite. Finn. He rushed off to have a singing session in his car. Singing? Yeah. He was just jamming, right? A singing session. I love this fucking man. <laughs> Again, not the appropriate time to have a singing session like people were dying around you, but go off. All of a sudden, a ghost interrupts his drive and essentially makes him stop and get out of the car. Uh, All right. Never get out of the car. Never get out of the car. Phineas. Finn. Come on. Come on, funny Finn. Spoiler alert and long story short. All right. We're going to wrap it up. Our good friend Finn and... You know, him and October are carrying this film on their backs. All right. Oh, no. He gets run over by Madame Bathory's carriage and horses, and that's Ooh. how he died in the game. Her spooky goth gal, October, reads the Malleus Demonium. Oh, okay. okay. Which is obviously a reference mm -hmm. to the witch's hammer. Mm-hmm. And finds that you have to put three nails through Bathory's heart, neck, and forehead before burning her blood to get three rid of her. Three in each? Or Lore, one, the two, details. Three. I don't know. Okay. I think three total. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's like, hold on. I was like, that's nine. I'm, oh. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> All right. At this point, the game begins to play itself. Oh, no. So it doesn't even matter if you're playing in the game, all right? Oh, you done. And our girl October bites the dust when she takes a pair of scissors to the neck. Oh, no. Oh, R.I.P. October. Oh. But... She gets a go fuck yourself in before she, Does she? before she dies, though. All we right. love to see it. I love that. All right, so roll call. All right, everybody's that dead. Well, okay, <laughs> Visor Boy, still he's still with us, yes, right? Yes, Visor Boy Swink is with us. Hutch, the main character, the main, and, and Abigail, the goofy photographer. Yes, yes. Who randomly mentions in this whole thing that she's homeless? Oh. I, it, me and Jake were like. Pissing our pants. Okay, so she, now she's living with Hutch. I, I think that's where she was like, mm -hmm. she Winky was like, hey, hey, hey. she's like, I'm homeless. Oh, <laughs> I'm geez. like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything, girl? Just came out of left field to be like me right now. Hey, by the way, guys, I'm homeless. Sorry, we can keep going. <laughs> I know to throw all of your friends there. just died, but by the way, I'm homeless. <laughs> and I'm going to need some more to go. Just like, wanted bitch. you all to know that. <laughs> oh, this movie is comedic gold. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So Swink plays the game mm. to use himself as a decoy okay. while Hutch and Abigail head to the game manufacturer, which ends up actually being the real Garouge plantation. Oh. It's a cool little twist. Okay. There are a lot of cool moments. All right. So when Swink is playing and he drops something in the game, it appears before Hutch. So like the real Garouge is linked to the game. Okay. And, like, when Swink unlocks a door in the game, it will open in real life. It's really neat. Okay. And it, I have not seen it in a movie before, and I think that it's super cool. An original plot line. Right. Yeah. We learn, of course, that Bathory killed a bunch of the young girls at the school and drank their blood to remain youthful. Mm -hmm. And I say, of course, because you have talked I've, about Madame we've Bathory. We've covered Madame Bathory in an earlier episode. Mm -hmm. They yeah. obviously took creative liberties, like, course, you know, yes. but uh, Hutch and Abigail share a nice little fucking kiss. Here's, here's my pet peeve I have at the completely wrong moment. <laughs> there were many times throughout this film that you could have got it on. 
when you chose to do it was not the fucking time. It's not like, the right time. No, it fucking drives me nuts. <laughs> I mean, she's going to be living with him now. So like what she's you know, really she's really trying to like just <laughs> get in there. <laughs> right. uh, we think Swink, Visor Boy, dies. But uh, he actually hides in a rose bush. I was going to say. Was he hiding in the seaweed like Hooper? Oh, my God. <laughs> Laura, get, just let Jaws go. Let it go. But I got that reference. Did you So see? we are making progress. We're making progress. Now, which character was Hooper is the real test. <laughs> I, Jake, why? I'm your wife. How dare you? I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. Fuck all of you. <laughs> Jaws oh, is what's going to bring me down. Like, honestly. <laughs> well, guess what? It's our 4th of July tradition. You got every year to do I've got twice. many years to figure out that So long as that plot. heart keeps beating. <laughs> We're going to figure it out, guys. Oh, my gosh. So, again, Swink is hiding in the rose bushes, mm-hmm. so he is protected. Hutch finds Madame Bathory's weirdly pristine body in the house, all right, and mm. is able to overcome his fear of fire, which they also worked okay. into the plot that was okay. unnecessary. Unnecessary. Uh, he, to drive the nails, you know, I think three, you think <laughs> nine. I'm not really sure. <laughs> An undecided number of nails uh-huh. and burns the bitch to the ground. Uh-huh. All right. Because remember, he had to burn her blood. Interesting. Three. Okay. Start lore. Okay. Go. Yeah. <laughs> go, go. We think that's the end <laughs> of the film. All right. But of course, we cut to a video game store that just received a big old box of stay alive video games that are set to hit the shelves ASAP. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. There could be a sequel, but no. No, there wasn't because, again, the 10% on Rotten Tomatoes really didn't give it a chance. I'm here to make a case. Did I do – Did I, I didn't do good, did hey, I? I thought it was interesting. Okay. I'm going to have to watch it now. Right? Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. All right. I have a cool lesson. I can't wait. All right. We're going to talk about roses, thorns, and vampire mythology. Ooh. Okay. I love that. All right. October says the undead can't cross the twig of a wild rose. Okay, to which Finn responds, that's what you learn when you read too much goth chick literature. Mm-hmm. They're hilarious. Right. Domestic roses? Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. A wild. Wild rose. Wild rose. Okay, okay, important. So let's talk a little bit about roses and then we're going to talk about them as they relate to vampire mythology, Love it. which is so cool. All right, roses, basic info. Their element, water, mm-hmm. rolled by Venus. Yes. Love that. Zodiac association is Taurus, and other associations are Aphrodite. <laughs> I was like, if one more fucking Greek mythology comes up, <laughs> I'm going to riot. See, you are going to be so happy that you did the Clash of the Titans. The universe literally heard me say, I don't know enough about Greek <laughs> mythology, and it was like, as you wish, bitch. <laughs> Here you go. Here you go. Uh, and Cupid. Of course. Oh, you know, love. love. Yes. All right. Yes. Very long history with roses used for many things in many cultures and practices. Here's some random little, you know, facts I found interesting from Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs. Love. One Aren't of my favorite proud? books. Yes, I am. All right. Uh, obviously, roses are used all throughout magic, specifically with love and dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are carried for protection and luck as well. Yeah. They are said to grow best when stolen. Isn't that bizarre? Interesting. I thought that was so interesting. I was like, that's okay. And they are said to attract fairies. Yes. I love that so much. Roses Mm -hmm. are beautiful. Thorns, though, are also used in magic Mm -hmm. and spells and hexes. Mm -hmm. They are magical barriers against vampires and also witches. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. So let's look at roses in vampire mythology. Do it. Stay Alive weaved a lot of vampire mythology into the story because, again, Madame Bathory. Right. Quick little note on who she was. Uh, she was a Hungarian countess thought to be a vicious serial killer who bathed in her victim's blood, yes. just like in the film. To stay young. To stay young. Uh, again, episode 49, The Haunted Mansion in Madame Bathory is when yes. you talked about that. I made a little note. Oh, nice. All right. So specifically in Romanian mythology is where the roses kind of came in. Okay. Interesting then. So vampire-esque creatures are more commonly referred to as strigoys. I mm-hmm. hope I said that right. Okay. All right, which I would like to touch on mm-hmm. in a, another episode. I find it very interesting. Uh, traditionally, Romanians believed in a bunch of superstitions that could indicate whether or not someone would become a vampire after death. Oh, okay? interesting. Being born under weird circumstances. 
being okay. born out of wedlock, hmm. death prior to baptism. If you were born the seventh son or daughter of the seventh son or daughter. Oh, my. That's very specific. Specific. If you were a deviant, that's a, that's a little vague. What do, you consi- I mean- what do you consider deviant behavior? I've been through a lot. I no. mean, my, my idea of deviant and yours could be two totally different that's things. Saying. That's what I'm saying. We, right. Again, I need more context. Yeah. All right. And they go on and on. There's yeah. like a bunch. Yeah. And you know, as the Virgo, I'm sitting here going, what do you mean under mysterious circumstances? Oh, my gosh. I know, Laura. You, it, it wouldn't be mysterious <laughs> if I outlined it. <laughs> All right. So if they believed someone was going to become a vampire, mm-hmm. right, from this, mm-hmm. you know, list, mm-hmm. certain precautions were taken. Uh-oh. Garlic would be placed in the coffin or inside the corpse's mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, A staff would be driven into the ground. So if the vampire tried to rise, it would immediately be impaled. Nice. Okay. <laughs> All right. And twig. Nope. Twig <laughs> and berry. <laughs> A twig? No. (laughs) Oh, my God. Twigs with thorns of a wild rose would be placed on top of the coffin so they could not rise. So this is actually an it. When I tell you that me and Fact Check Jake had to search Mm -hmm. for, like, where roses entered this mythology at all and, like, the... Um, can't cross a path of a wild rose. I was like, yeah. that has to be like, that feels like it came yeah. from somewhere. So it took, like, we we went to the books. We I were was like, reading an article from an um, 1800s uh, folklorist. It yeah. Was crazy. Yep. Yeah. So, like, we, I felt like we were in the Scooby gang, like, it legitimately. was Uncle Bob's magic cabinet. And we found it. So that is a it. part of Romanian vampire mythology. So wow. that is accurate in the film. I love that so much. Isn't that fun? Yeah, because I had never heard that. Exactly. So apparently this is in Bram Stoker's Dracula. This is nice. a thing. Um, the branch of a wild rose on his coffin keeps him that he move not from it. A sacred bullet fire into the coffin to kill him so that he be true dead. Ooh, so the nice. rose with the thorn would keep the vampire in so that you yes. could get rid of it. Nice. Specifically, wild dog rose kept coming up. Okay. In my okay. like vampire yeah. search. So that's interesting. They have thick ass thorns. Yes. So that mm-hmm. could be what. Interesting. It is said that if you throw rose petals at a vampire, they have to stop what they are doing and count them. Oh. And this is like a this must also be a common vampire mythology thing because it's in the X Files. Well, it's very common in leprechaun lore. Yeah, I did know that. Yeah, it's not just roses. Uh It's like if you throw anything, they have to count it. And that you see that in an X-Files episode called Bad Blood. Yeah. And so, yeah, I thought that it was interesting that, it, you know, with the roses. Yeah. So that's another way to use it as protection against the vampire. The same. Well, that's funny you say that because there's an episode of Supernatural. Really? When they're investigating, it's like they uh, mimic the X-Files. Oh. But it turns out to be a leprechaun. Oh and then they gosh. throw salt, and he has to this pick up guy. each grain of salt. Oh, yeah, cute. And that's okay. how they. That's how they defeat him. I would love to like learn more about that. Yeah. I think that's so cute yeah. and interesting. Um, and also, the aroma of roses is said yes. to repel them, and the petals are said to burn their skin. Oh my goodness! So roses are a good protection tool against vampires. I love that. And we learned that from Stay Alive, damn it. There you go. I love that lesson. That was so great. Isn't that fun? And the movie seems pretty cool. It is a very cool movie. That's what, let's move on to my random thoughts and fun facts. It's a good fucking movie. It's a really cool storyline. Good performances. Like the cast is so good. The cast is good. Um, It's funny. It's spooky. The technology horror. Mwah. (laughs) Right? It's it's got the cheese. Yeah. It's really good. Like I really really love this movie. I'm in gonna fact, check it out. Jake is all about it. Wow. I'm all in. This all right. is an underrated horror movie. Friends, go check it out. There was no lover's fight where Jake had to get up and walk out. Exactly. They didn't have time for that. <laughs> they did have time to, you know, kiss at the wrong fucking moment, but Not my peppy. <laughs> He's like, "I don't give a shit." <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, also mirrors are seen in vampire mythology and the Madame Bathory lore, mm-hmm. and you see that in the movie as well. Yeah. Um, I said that this movie is like Jumanji, but make it horror. <laughs> nice. Like just turn up the fucking spook, right? And make it like a more you know digital, yeah, kind of vibe, yeah, and yeah. it's very similar. I love that. Mm-hmm. So it's no surprise I love it. I love it. Yeah, I've not heard that plot device before, so I, 
It's cool. I thought it was very creative. Uh, Frankie Muniz says bitch like 1,000 times in the film, so that's fun. Yeah. I love to see was, it. Was he Malcolm in the Middle? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. He's known as like Little Frankie. No. Yeah. <laughs> little a, Frankie. That's my nickname. I, Not Sinatra little, either. Little Frankie. That's my nickname I gave him <laughs> just now. <laughs> but he was like a child Pure star. Pure as the driven snow, right? And he's like, bitch. I know. He's like, bitch. I loved it so much. It was giving very like Aaron Paul vibes. <laughs> You know, I loved it. Uh, this film was shot in 25 days. Wow. I think that's impressive. Wow. I'd be interested to hear what the budget was. Laura, I know you're dying to know. I'm sure fact check I'm Jake. Gonna, I'm going to look that up. I'm sure he can tap on the keys over there and let Probably you know. $2,000. Oh my gosh. All right. The budget was $20 million and it made. What? 27.1. Oh, she's a clinker. Oh, no. I loved it. I will always try to save the clinker. You know what I mean? Like, I will make a case for the clinker. You love the underdog. Why do I keep saying clinker? You know? <laughs> anyway, Steve Zahn was supposed to play Miller. But God, I love Steve Zahn so much. We love him. Oh, my gosh. But he got switched with Adam Goldberg at the last minute, but he was also funny. Both good choices. Both good. The mansion at the beginning of the game is actually from a 1996 Sega game called The House of the Dead. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And other things and details from other games are worked in as well. So our nice. little game friends, I thought that yeah. that was super interesting. Interesting. Okay. Are you ready for this? Yeah. This is noted as Disney's only slasher film. I think it's a Disney film. What? And it's very confusing because there's like a Disney wiki page for it, but like their only slasher film. That Jake is, is very, shaking his head. It's a Disney film? It is a fucking Di- and they like don't they didn't advertise that. No. And so I was like, "What?" They're like, "Let's let's uh, spread our wings here and see if we can branch into horror." And no epic <laughs> fail. <laughs> Back Don't tell anybody we did that. <laughs> and I'm telling the world, calling you on your shit, Disney. I thought it was great. A plus. Uh, All right. Partially based on the horror survival game series Fatal Frame. Okay. And there are little nods to it throughout the film. Nice. Very cool. Uh, the film was supposed to be rated R for Disney. How risque. How risque, yes. But somehow managed to scrape by with a PG-13. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Horror slasher PG-13. During while we were watching it, Jake was like, "This is a little, mm-hmm. this is a little like bloody. Like it is yeah. a little gory if yeah. you're not into that. But like it's totally cheese." What about Madame Bathory says PG thirteen exactly like <laughs> blood? <Nothing>. Hello, <laughs> Disney's lawyers said PG thirteen. <laughs> Disney, let's make a film about Madame Bathory. Like, wow. All right, this was the last film finished in New Orleans before Katrina hit. Oh, wow. The first one back afterwards was Deja Vu, which we talked about. Oh, yes. So I thought that was interesting. Oh, yeah. And that, my friends, is Stay Alive. I love that. Tell me that. I mean, come on. That is a fucking cool movie. Yeah, but every time you say it, I just want to break out into the Bee Gees tune. I mean, do it. (laughs) Nothing is stopping you. Let it rip. Let it ride. I'm not doing it on on the air. (laughs) I I gave you a little taste. I know. I'll have to hold you over. That's so funny. Yeah, I thought I think it's super cool. It is perfect for like this September weather, and it's shot in New Orleans, and it's gorgeous. And uh, again, the performances, oh, mwah, ten out of ten. I love this movie. Please go watch it. Yes, I'm excited. I am going to go check it out. I Good. really am. I really, really am. Watch Will, you watch it again. Yes. Nice. All right, I'm up to the plate. You're up to bat, and I'm doing a heavy hitter today. Are you? I am. I am. I, you know, this is usually your. Your thing, but I'm doing Sleepy Hollow today. Tim Burton's? Tim Burton's. Ooh, I yes. love it. We all know that I love The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Yes. When did you talked about that last Halloween? I did the cartoon version because yes. that is my favorite. But we're going to tap into Mr. Tim Burton's. This is a little close second. Close second. Yeah. 1999. Mm, love it. American Gothic Supernatural Horror. Wow. Yes. Hell, that's a mouthful. <laughs> Directed by Tim Burton. Yes. Score by Danny fucking Elfman. Mm. Danny right? Elfman, we love you. You go. Uh, this... <laughs> you go, Danny Elfman. <laughs> you go. I'm rooting for you, champ. <laughs> uh, this movie is very loosely, very loosely based on The Legend of Sleepy Hollow by Washington Irving. Oh, yeah. In 1820. Whoa. Right? $70 million budget. 
207 at the box office. So that's considered a hit. <laughs> so that, my friends. You're looking at me like, well, is that good? Okay, so take what you just said about your movie. This was considered a hit. Yeah. Hey, you did not have to drag Stay Alive like that to make a case for your own film. <laughs> All right, here's your cast. Okay. All right. As usual, the duo, Johnny Depp yep. and Tim Burton. Johnny Depp plays Ichabod Crane. Mm-hmm. Christina Ricci plays Katrina Van Tassel. Love her. Miranda Richardson plays Lady Van Tassel. And I was like, where have I seen her before? She was Rita Skeeter in the Harry Potter. Who? The Rita. reporter. Oh, the, the, re- the annoying reporter. Yep. Look, she gets d- on my nerves every film she's in. Sorry, girl. <laughs> Michael, there are a lot of Harry Potter alum oh, in this. Really? Yes. Michael Gambon plays uh, Baltus Van Tassel, and he was Dumbledore. Casper yes. uh, Van Dien plays Brom Van Brunt. Jeffrey Jones, who we love from Beetlejuice, plays Reverend Steenwick. Richard Griffiths, uh, who was Uncle Vernon in Harry Potter, plays Magistrate Phillips. She's a man. You're right. I know, right? Ian McDormand plays Doc Lancaster. Michael Goff plays Notary Hardenbrook. Christopher Walken, the man himself, plays the horseman. The man himself. And I did not realize this, but Tim Burton's girlfriend at the time played Ichabod's mother. You didn't know that? And it was Lisa Marie is what I did not know. Oh, my God. Yes. Wait, you remember? <laughs> Lisa Marie that hit on you in the bathroom at the Comic-Con? I just looked at you and I was like, <laughs> you didn't know that? I didn't know that. You I didn't, didn't know, know it was Lisa Marie? <laughs> I, it did not look, I did not look No, like I didn't know that at all. I thought right. you were going to say something about Helena <laughs> Bonham Carter. And I was like, um, she no. appears in everything. No, that wasn't his girlfriend at the time. It was Lisa Marie. Okay, so he has a thing with putting his The Mars ladies attacks. Yeah, I guess so. Why not? Hey, right, you know. Right. Hey. Hey, what? You know, go. It's your your film. It's your film. Never floats your boat. We're just living by your rules. All right. (laughs) Martin Landau as Peter Van Garrett, Christopher Lee as the Burgomaster, and Mark Pickering as young Masbeth. Is that it? Wow. That's a mouthful. It sure is. There's some more in there, but we won't, we won't, you know. Yeah. Those are the those were the main folks. (laughs) All right, here's your plot. Yes. 1799. Whoa. New York. City Police Constable Ichabod Crane. Mm. So we know already out the gate that's different because he's the schoolmaster in the most ridge. of the tales. Yes, mm-hmm. in the Ridge Tale. He's sent to investigate some gruesome murders in the small Dutch hamlet of Sleepy Hollow, New York. What's a hamlet? Is it like smaller like a small than a town? T- nah, it's like, yeah, a very small town. Okay. A hamlet. A micro town. <laughs> <laughs> There's 20 homes. Okay, gotcha. Population, 49. <laughs> okay, noted. <laughs> and I just read them all in the cast. <laughs> exactly. You sure did. Um, but it seems the people are losing their heads. <laughs> Lord, good one. I love it. All right. So once he arrives, he's welcomed by the town elders. Mm-hmm. Wealthy businessman, Baltus Van Tessel. The town doc, Thomas Lancaster, the Reverend Steenwick, James Hardenbrook, the notary, and the magistrate, Samuel Phillips. All right. Ichabod is shocked to learn that these folks believe that these murders were committed by an undead ghost of a headless Hessian mercenary. Whoa. Atop his black horse who rides searching for his lost head. What's the problem with that? Which he lost in battle, right? Seems legit. (laughs) Seems totally (laughs) legit. What do you mean? (laughs) Ichabod is a man of science and reason. And he's a bit ahead of his time, Mm -hmm. even going so far to create his own early forensic tools. All right, Scully, pack it up. (laughs) (laughs) Although it's hilarious, he is super squeamish and faints at the sight of blood, right? I love it. I do love that little addition. It's hilarious. So he does not believe in this nonsense, and he is sure that he is going to find a very human culprit responsible for the murders of thus far Peter Van Garrett, mm-hmm. his son, and the widow Winship. All right. So we have three bodies already. Damn. All right? Okay. Ichabod is bunking at the Van Tassel home. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Where he becomes intrigued by Baltus's daughter, Katrina, who is a witch. Dun, dun, bum, bum, bum. Is he batting the eyelashes? <laughs> she sure is. <laughs> uh, reminding Ichabod of his own mother. Oh. And how she perished at the hands of his father for being a witch. Oh, damn. Right? Okay. So we see several flashback scenes depicting his mom throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Ichabod enlists the help of young Masbeth upon meeting him at the graveside of his father. Oh. Because you guessed it, 
He was the next victim. Victim. <laughs> the next victim. The, uh, he was the next victim up on the horseman's docket. R.I.P. Daddy. <laughs> bye bye. R.I.P. Daddy. I brought that upon myself. You sure did. You know. Oh, uh, tacky. <laughs> tacky. Isn't it the worst? Don't get me started on that pet peeve. Now I'm just doing it for fun. All right. So Ichabod. Ichabod. <laughs> Dude, I just took a sip I, of water and it almost came, it almost came out. Ichabod. <laughs> I mean, I have to when say When you do a voice, you sound exactly like Cartman. It is incredible. Oh, my God, you do. Oh, no. <laughs> I've never watched that show, but I know who Cartman is. If they ever need a replacement voice actor. Oh, I'm up. You're up. I'm for hire. You got a job. All right. So Ichabod gets a juicy tip. <laughs> a juicy tip. What's funny about that? That sounds dirty. <laughs> See, if we named our episodes after what happened in it, that's what, that would be tip. episode 70. <laughs> Ichabod gets a juicy tip. <laughs> Ichabod Crane's juicy tip. <laughs> juicy tips with Icky. <laughs> Icky tips. Oh, my God. Icky's getting better. Icky tips. Oh, my God. All right, I digress. Just the tips. <laughs> Just the icky tips. We could go for hours. Oh, my gosh. We are have been derailed. <laughs> All right, so he gets a juicy tip from the magistrate <laughs> stating that the widow Winship was pregnant at the time of her death. Because of that juicy tip? That's right. That's right. So the widow Winship was pregnant at the time of her death. So the first task for young Masbeth, who's like, I don't know, 12, <laughs> is to exhume the bodies. Oh, because, shit. hey, I know your dad just died, but do you mind digging them back up? Oh, I my mean, God. Hello. So rude. <laughs> All right. <laughs> rude. Shortly after, Ichabod witnesses the magistrate getting his head lopped off oh, by the no. headless horseman. But he completely ignores Ichabod. Right? He doesn't harm mm. him. So this leads him to believe that the horseman is targeting specific people. He's, he's coming, smart. He's coming for who he wants and That's, then he's out. Then he's out. All he right. dips. Ichabod, Katrina, and young Masbeth head out into the Western woods to speak to an old crone living there to maybe get some info. Nice. Right? Yeah. She tells them the location of the horseman's grave, which can be found at the Tree of Death. This tree is very creepy. It's very creepy. Right? And so instead of like, you know, when you cut it, it like bleeds sap, it actually bleeds blood and it's gross. It is. Yeah. It's very creepy. It's a little graphic. It's a little graphic. I do have to give it to Tim Burton though. His blood is always so goofy yes. to me anyway yeah. that it's like Not really whatever. scary. Yeah. Right. Um, when Ichabod digs up the grave of the horseman, his skull is nowhere to be found. Oh, no. This leads Ichabod to believe that whoever has that head is controlling the horseman. Not cool. Not cool. No. But what is the common link? Next, the horseman attacks a local midwife and her family. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like this scene because no. of the little boy. I and know. And it's like that is not cool. No, it was very sad. And yep. it was deliberate, like the why they did it. What do you mean? So they said that basically in movies, children are always spared because, you know, and they just didn't want, you know, he, they didn't want him to get special treatment. Oh, shit. <laughs> so Nobody's safe in this movie, You're bitch. going down. You're oh going down. Oh, my God. Right. So as the horseman tries to flee, um, Brom Bones is there. Okay. And he is, he's trying to attack. Yeah. You know, he's like, I'm going to take you down. Brom, and, oh. you know, even Ichabod is like, oh, let me help you, but I'm not very good at it. Oh. Um, the horseman is completely uninterested in either of them. Okay. Until Brom just continues to poke the bear. Right. And guess what? He slices and dices and bye-bye, Brom. R.I.P. You're out of here. Mm -hmm. It's been fun. There are games afoot, right? <laughs> uh, Ichabod and Masbeth visit the notary Hardenbrook. Okay. And he gives them the 411. Yes. All right. The first victim, Peter Van Garrett, who is rich as fuck, right? Money. Yeah. Yeah. Had secretly married the widow Winship Ooh. because, hello, she was pregnant with his child. And he devised a completely new will, leaving everything to her and the child. Oh, so my God. So Ichabod puts two and two together, realizing that anyone who had knowledge of this or stood to gain from it meets with the horseman's blade. Damn, there's the soap opera element in right? every story we tell. Right? Damn, okay. Maybe Juicy that should be deeds. my pet peeve. 
<laughs> yes, then we the would, drama. Then we'd have nothing to talk about. Exactly. All fingers are pointing to Baltus, mm. who's Katrina's dad, right? Yes, yes. Because he stands to inherit Van Garrett's fortune. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't hold water when Baltus has a date with the horseman, and it does not end well for him. Oh. All right. R.I.P. Daddy. R.I.P. So to make a very long story. <laughs> <Jake's> getting- <laughs> okay. So to make a long story very short. Okay. Baltus's wife, Katrina's stepmom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, a witch mm-hmm. has the horseman's head. Dun, she dun, dun. is getting him to kill everyone that stands to inherit anything from Van Garrett. Why she wants it? Leaving her as the sole beneficiary. Mm-mm-mm. Right. The last person on the list she needs to get rid of is Katrina. Oh shit! And then she's home free. Right. Mm-hmm. Of course, Ichabod swoops in. Right. Saves the day. Damn. They give the horseman back his head. Yeah. He's no longer under the control of Lady Van Tassel. Yeah. And decides to head off into the sunset, taking her with him back to hell. Into the bloody tree. Through the portal in the tree of death. Wow. Ichabod the- heads back to New York with Katrina and young Masbeth, and they all live happily ever I after. I love it. It's so cute. Right? It is cute. Happy ending. And that is... Sleepy home. Sleepy home. I, I do like this interpretation. Yeah. It's very different. Creative. And like we said, very loosely, mm-hmm. but good. So here are some of my fun facts. Oh, yes. Okay. So, you know, Ichabod's famous horse, Gunpowder. Yes. Johnny Depp ends up adopting Gunpowder after the movie because they were going to put him down. What? And so he's like, no, I'm going to take him home. Oh, he took yes. Gunpowder? Yes. Apparently the cast and crew had quite a good time with Gunpowder um, because- they found him very entertaining. He was quite flatulent. Was he gassy? <laughs> he was gassy. With a name like Gunpowder, you know, you didn't set yourself up. Wow, that's how Johnny it. Depp said that farting horse. I'm taking this motherfucker it's home. Coming home with me. I'm taking him home. That's something I'd do. I to live out his gassy days and you know. farts are funny. That's like guaranteed humor as long as, you know, the horse lives. What a great relationship. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So Johnny Depp based his portrayal of Ichabod on characteristics of Roddy McDowell in Fright Night. Really? Hmm. Angela Lansbury in The Mirror Cracked and Death on the Nile. Okay. And Basil Rathbone in The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. And we doiled ourselves again. <laughs> Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? Like I can, we cannot make this up. I'm starting to get like honestly concerned. It's, I'm going to be instead of where's Waldo, it's going to be where's Arthur Conan Doyle. Honest to God, because every time I go in to do my research, I'm like, here he is again. He is here what again. The fuck, he Lord? must have been everywhere in his day. The man is responsible for all of <laughs> magical pop culture. You know, <laughs> he started. It, it all starts with him. Oh my gosh, Tim Burton's vision was reminiscent of Peter Cushing. Remember mm. that name and Vincent Price. Yes. Yes. Uh, the opening scene is actually the only one filmed near the actual town of Sleepy Hollow. Really? The rest was filmed in England. Oh, fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, historically, Ichabod Crane was written as a rather unattractive dude. Oh, and so Johnny Depp offered to wear prosthetics oh. to make him look more the part. He's like, let me. <laughs> let me. He's ugly. like, I know how I look. I can put on some prosthetics. <laughs> I am so <laughs> handsome, but I will be willing. I'm to not going to ruin your film. Let me ugly myself real to, quick. To put on a big crook nose and some big oh ears. Oh, my God. Right? Wow. But Tim Burton said, no, Johnny, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Uh, <laughs> oh. We're going to, he wanted to focus more on the characters, like unattractive like personality like traits. Personality. Yes. I think they did a great job. Yes. He's very goofy. Yes. Rather than the physical ones. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Tim Burton had never taken on the horror genre before. Oh, wow. According to what I read. And it states that he was inspired by his own love of gothic horror films, specifically Mario Brava, or Bava, I'm sorry, Mario Bava. Okay. And Hammer Film Productions. Interesting. Bringing Michael Goff out of retirement for his small role as Hardenbrook hmm. and giving Christopher Lee a cameo, both of whom were stars of both Bava and Hammer films. Oh, cute. So it's interesting we had talked about this because sometimes when you're watching a movie, like we did Sleepy Hollow last year, and so I went through Washington Irving and all of that, and so it's like, what is my lesson going to be? Right. And so you find these little nuggets 
And then you like try to go down that road and they kind of stop short. But interesting. Hammer Films. Have you ever heard of it? No, I was going to ask what that is. Okay, so you're like deep into the horror film. Yeah. Uh, You know, this was really interesting. It was founded in 1934 and is one of the oldest film companies in the world. Really? Synonymous in horror, although they did many other things. But it carved out the genre in Britain with film classics such as The Mummy, The Curse of Frankenstein, and Dracula. Oh, wow. They are credited for creating the star persona by buying actors for a set amount of films. Like, for like, you'll do 10 films for me. Right? And then that created a star because people got used to seeing them. Right. Specifically, seeing the rise of stardom for Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. Oh, cute. Yes. And it's still in the game. Really? So, yeah. It's... Near as 2011, uh, they did The Resident with Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Hilary Swank. Oh, oh, I like that one. Yeah. And yeah. in 2012, they did The Woman in Black with Daniel Radcliffe. I yeah. like that one a lot. We like that yeah. one. So, oh, wow. Hammer Films. Okay, fun. Right? Thank you. Yeah. That was interesting. I did not know that, but I feel like I should have known yeah, that. Yeah, I think I linked the information, you know, uh, yeah. in the show notes, but very interesting oh, reading cool. all the history about that. So go check that out. I'm going to have to take a deep dive. Yeah. Uh, so Tim Burton also very coolly plays homage to the 1949 Disney cartoon version. Yeah. Uh, during the scene where Ichabod is crossing the bridge, you can hear the frogs croaking, Ichabod. I love I it. I love that. And in addition, the climax scene where our heroines are being chased by the horsemen, Ichabod runs into a tree limb, is thrown <laughs> from the air, and lands backwards on the horseman's horse. It's like the best. Mm-hmm. I love it. So then I thought, well, my lesson could be the pickety witch. So when he goes to the party yeah. at the very beginning and Katrina's dancing and she said, who's got a kiss for the pickety witch? And I thought, well, that's interesting. That's probably real yeah. lore, right? She looks so pretty she, in this, in this she, movie. Well, she's just gorgeous I mean, she, yeah, anyway. Exactly. But, yeah. but the fucking costumes. So gorgeous. And the, the, the decor in this Halloween gorgeous. party. I love it. So... The Pickety Witch has nothing to do with witches, Oh, is what I found. Yeah, so very short. But actually is an old English word that means a triangular or pointed piece of land. Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. Okay. Well, fun. So it was a pub in the United Kingdom, and they used a witch as their mascot, like in all of their signage and stuff. It opened in the 1930s and was open all the way to 2012. To make way for a Tesco Express. I thought that was interesting because they kept saying, this Tesco Express came in and like the fuck is took a Tesco? Out. I think it would probably be like Sheets or, you know <laughs> oh, what shit. I mean, our version of, I don't know. If, wah, you're, listening, if you're listening from, <laughs> you know, uh, from England, let us know. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, interesting. But a British pop band passing through one night, stopping at the old Pickety Witch, loved the name and adopted it. Oh, And cute. so there is a band called Pickety Witch who had one top 10 single in the 70s entitled That Same Old Feeling. You can watch the performance on YouTube. <laughs> I highly recommend it. It's a real good time. Real good time. Oh, my God. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. So here's my lesson, right? Yeah. Washington Irving's 1820 short story considered an American folktale. Yes. Right? But also one of America's first ghost stories. Nice. Definitely my favorite. You love it. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Headless Horseman lore has been around since the Middle Ages. What? Yes. Okay. Stories from Arthurian legend about Gawain and the Green Knight, the Brothers Grimm, and a legend from the Dutch and Irish cultures about a headless rider known as the Doolahan. Ooh, okay. So all I had to hear was Irish. <laughs> I was going to say. And I'm like, ooh, there is my lesson. <laughs> Let me dive down that rabbit yes. hole. Yes. Uh, the Doolahan, also known as a headless horseman or the dark man, mm. derives from Celtic mythology. Uh, one tale describes him as the embodiment of a fertility god that went by the name, I know I'm going to butcher this. Oh, no. Crom Dub. What'd we say? <laughs> Lord, you really, you tried. <laughs> you know, I love the Gaelic language so much. <laughs> you don't want to butcher it. Uh, but I did. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's a fertility god. Check the show notes. <laughs> check our check our sources. <laughs> the god demanded a bloody sacrifice in the form of a lopped off head. Really? Yes. Okay. And when Christianity entered the scene in Ireland, this god lost his adoring fans. Oh. Upset with the loss of his frequent sacrifices, he took the physical form of the Doolahan. 
and roams the countryside calling the names of those who are doomed to die while carrying his head under his arm. Really? Yes. Oh, that is cool. Mm -hmm. So one of the many stories claim the Doolahan lost his head when in his previous life as a soldier, he was decapitated in battle. Okay, so okay. there is a little so tie we're seeing, in. Yeah, uh, usually seen riding a black horse mm-hmm. or driving a black carriage driven by six horses. Oh shit! Which is so terrifying they breathe fire out of their nostrils. Ooh, I, I think you can see that in um, yeah, definitely in the cartoon for yes. sure. The Doolahan wears a long black cape that flows behind him as he holds his severed head up high in search of victims. His set his head. <laughs> is said to be covered in rotting flesh, <laughs> which I thought this was very interesting, emanates a strong odor of moldy cheese. Um, <laughs> Why? Did I need to know that? Head cheese. Head cheese. Head cheese. That's, that's where the term came from. <laughs> oh, my God. That's really gross. It Thank is, you right? for that, though. Sure. Yes. You know, she can't I leave out a detail, it. folks. I'm sure, I know. You can, I'm sure you can envision this. <laughs> All right, so the Doolahan is considered a harbinger of death. Okay. And he falls into the category of fae. Dude, I told you, like, yeah. a lot of stuff that we would not think falls into the category of fae. That's very yeah, interesting. Right? Yeah. As W.B. Yeats wrote, it is an omen that is sometimes accompanied by the banshee. Ooh. So we've already talked about the banshee. So the Doolahan drives the death coach, okay. and after the banshee lets out her death whale, you know, they go... It's a family affair. So you they, know? they team up. They team up nice. and then take you to the land of the dead. Oh, bye. Right? Bye. The perfect pop culture reference for this would be Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Okay. Right? When the death coach comes to claim Darby's daughter, Katie, after hearing the wail of the banshee. You love that movie. I do. I'm going to do that at some point. Yeah. All right. So they are considered to have the power to magically induce fear, oh. manipulate fire, and mm. possess telescopic vision. Okay. Yes. That is very interesting. Right? Yeah. So the Doolahan roams the villages after sunset. Okay. Usually at times of festivals, certain festivals. Mm -hmm. Um, And at this time, most people would be on guard. Now, this is where I'm like, this is why I had to bring in the moldy cheese. Because what? Why why do you have to be on guard? It's like they peered out their curtains, you know. Wouldn't you smell it coming? Exactly. That's exactly what I thought. Like, you could just smell this dude coming. Maybe they had cheeses on their table at their <laughs> festivals, and that's why he came, because he was like, hey, it already smells like gross skeezy cheese. cheese. It already smells like skeezy cheeses. <laughs> I'm just slipping here, and no one's even going to notice. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, they'd be on guard because to look at a Doolahan in the eye would surely cause you to go blind. Ooh, you shit. know why? Why? Because this happens in one of two ways. Oh. He would either snatch your eyeballs out of your head, <laughs> snatch them with his whip made from a human <gasps> spine. <laughs> Whoa. Or he would throw a bowl of blood into your eyes. Oh. I would go for the bowl of blood. <laughs> you I don't want what? you to snatch my eyeballs you know out of my head. I think I'd have to go with the skeleton whip. Really? I think I would. Oh, Jake? I don't need a How accurate is he with the whip? <laughs> yeah. If he's not going to fuck quick? up my face, like, <laughs> is it quick? boom, boom, just in and out. Snatch your eyeballs? That's a, just. A bowl, yeah, yeah, I'd take it over a bowl of blood. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you to know. each their own. <laughs> to each their own. Yes. I'm with you, babe. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, he can only speak once during a journey. Just that, once. Just once. And that is to speak the name of his victim. Oh, I like that. Once spoken, you done. He's like, that's all I need to say. You done. I don't need to explain. <laughs> There's only one defense against the Doolahan. What is it? And that is precious metal. Oh. Thrown on the ground in front of him causes him and his horses to turn and run. Precious metal. Yes. All right. All right. Almost like a rose thrown at uh, yes. the Bathory. <gasps> I know, right? Ooh, I like that. I think it would be fair to say that the most enduring tale of the Doolahan is seen in the character of the Headless Horseman mm-hmm. featured in Washington Irving's The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Lore. Right? So although um, Washington Irving was an American citizen, his parents were from Cornwall. Oh. And he wrote the story while traveling in England. No shit. So the probability that he had heard the mythology of the Doolahan 
and used it as inspiration for his story is pretty high. I love that. And I think it's very cool to see the Celtic roots of the dual hand woven into the pages of the American tapestry. Wow, Laura, that was gorgeous. Right? Yeah. I, I'm getting I know eloquent. you're just like loving this. Getting this is eloquent. like the perfect lesson for you. How cool. Right? I am shocked that like we didn't know that. I didn't know that, but I did come when we did um What's the one that we do? The homework one, the leprechauns. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the Doolahan is in there, but I never paid any mind to him. Connected the dots. Never connected those dots. That is so, so cool. Interesting. Thank you, Laura. Yeah. What a good spooky season lesson. Right? Up top. We both did creepy stories. Dude, I like episodes like this. Like, I'm feeling the vibe. Oh, now yeah. Now I want to go and light some candles Get and some watch pumpkins. some spooky shit. Yes. yes. Time to carve pumpkins. We just set the tone But then they'll everyone. smell like moldy cheese if we get them All too right, early. Leave the moldy <laughs> cheese alone. <laughs> my God. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to be, like, just smelling it all day. <laughs> I know. Because you've set it in my brain. The skeezy cheeses. <laughs> oh, my right? gosh. All right. Well, that was fantastic. Yes. That was I a good time. absolutely love that. Do you want to do killer quotes? Let's do it. All right. All right. Like we promised, we are going to fill a pumpkin yes. with a bunch of entries. However... Mine, I had such a good one from this movie, and there were so many to choose from, that I was like, the the pumpkin has to wait. It has to wait. Can we skip this bullshit cinematic foreplay? I want to butter this muffin. Oh my gosh, I love that. When he was, they're like waiting to play the game, they're like, should we play it? And he's like, I want to fucking butter this muffin. I'm like, yes, I love this man. You're going to hear that coming out of Lee's mouth. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to work it in as much as possible. It's going to be your new tagline. It is. I want to butter this muffin. (laughs) (laughs) All right, mine is... The horseman comes, and tonight he comes for you. <gasps> Ooh, spooky. Nice. Oh, I love it. I am feeling the vibes. Yes. Oh. Halloween season is upon us. It is. All right, another one in the books. Yes. That was great. I really enjoyed that. Yes. All right, check us out Wednesday, where we will be uh, talking about a witch whisper, and yeah. you are up. We're going to be back with the witch whisper. Please go check out our Patreon. Yes. Please think about joining the fun if you cannot. Join our Patreon. Please, you know, write us a review on Apple if you like the show. Give us five stars. It really helps. Yes, it does. Or go buy some cool merch. Oh, my God. Yeah, please go check out our merch. I just ordered a sweatshirt, and I can't wait to wear it. I know. We just went and ordered a bunch of our own merch. Yes. We're going to be looking like nerds. Hey. It's fine. I am nerd. I am a nerd. (laughs) I am nerd. (laughs) I am nerd. Hear me roar. (laughs) I am nerd. Oh, (laughs) my gosh. On that note. Yes. uh, Yeah. We will catch you next week. Thanks for hanging out. We love you. Catch you on the flippity flop TTFN. Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on.